and someone's like, hey, we should have a day-night cycle. It's like, fucking idiot. We're already out of scope, and you're like, let's do a day-night cycle. It's like, fuck off. Make the fucking game first. Welcome. You're listening to The Shit Philosophers Developers Enthusiasts Bestest Buds Gamers Say everybody, you're listening to Shit Gamers Say. I'm your host, Joe Boda, and this is the week for Who the Fuck Cares? With me today, as always, is Peter Samin. Man, I, I did that once, and now you just, you stole it. Because it doesn't matter. We have <laughs> the publishing date exact, in the episode. Exactly. It, exactly. So it, gets, <laughs> it, get, it gets really confusing, though, because there's about, like, three different dates that I keep track of. Oh, yeah. On like per episode, so we got the publishing date in the RSS feed, and the recording date. We got the recording date in the file name. Yep. <laughs> and then we have um, when I go through archive.com, it wants you to like document dates. Oh. So like I'm so there came a point when I was editing and putting together the podcast where we recorded like five days ago. And then when I got to archive.com, I'm like, uh, what date do I put in here? Do I put in the date that I have on the actual MP3 or do I put on the day I'm going to publish it? And then, yeah, this whole thing. So there's way too many dates. We need to cut back on dates. This We're is not about routine date. here. This is, is this 30% less dates? This is 33.3 repeating less dates. Okay, that's a good percentage. Yeah, it's we are building efficiency here. <laughs> We're finally getting our streamlined pipeline down after about <laughs> what is this? This is episode eighty. Yeah, we've been doing this for like a year and a half. We've been doing this for like a year and a half, and we have since missed out on enough podcasts this past couple of weeks that it is is balanced itself out. For each week we posted two episodes. We have skipped a week. Well, shit. So we're we're now at our equilibrium. We gotta fix it. We need to fix it. So we're gonna we're we're starting our twenty four hour podcast. <laughs> um, yep, that's twenty four hours worth of podcast. We're gonna separate it into twenty four different chunks and then slowly leak it out. Slowly leak it out over the course of a year. I don't like this vision I'm I'm having of you slowly leaking things out. Just 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 go with it. Just <laughs> just go. <gasps> Just let it flow through you. Let it flow out of oh. you. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm clipping like a motherfucker. What but you, that's okay. What, turn turn that shit down. I'm I'm at the same recording volume that I always am. Oh. Uh-oh. I think I am. I don't know. You're just really loud today. You're just really pumped. I'm really pumped. I have both my headphones in both of my ears. That's probably part of the reason why I have no volume control. <laughs> I'm waking up the neighbors next to me. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Wake up. What are you doing? Well, I, I what are you doing? Still in, still in bed. Get up. Uh, it was so good though. Yeah, staying in bed. Yeah. Wait. Uh, I'm. I've been tired. I've been coming home these past couple of days and just going straight to bed, like nine o'clock. That's that's what work Old does man to you, Joe. man. 
Yeah, work. Air quotes. So that's the thing. Work. So that's the thing. Every everyone I talked to is like, "Oh my god, you work at Garmin, man!" But I'm like in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, work." Like all I do is what I used to do for for free, <laughs> but now I get paid to do it. Yeah, I I used to do this for free at home on my own. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. It's not even that. Like my project has just been slow going, just getting ramped up. Like. I, th- I I came in and I don't think anyone had a clear idea what to do with me <laughs> because they're passing me. So I've been through about three different people this past week. Like I, I was pointed to one guy on Monday. I went to him and he's like, okay, read this documentation, get back to me. And I'm like, okay. I read the documentation, got back to him Tuesday. He's like, okay, now you need to do this. I've pointed you to this other guy. He's probably going to be better about helping you set up not just your environment, but kind of like do the workflow of what you're going to be doing. So I go to this other guy and he's like, I'll ping you back. So I wait for a day and he still hasn't pinged me back. So I'm like, Hey dude, can, can you help me? Like, and he's like, Oh, I completely forgot. Let's meet. And I'm like, I swear you forgot about me. So from there, I, I met with him. He, kind of got me set up and he's like okay before we go any further you're gonna have to set up a vm on a server go to this guy he knows how to set up the vms Hmm. i go to the other guy or i try to ping him and he's offline (laughs) until like two o'clock in the afternoon on thursday and i'm like my goodness so i finally got through to him and finally like did the setup yesterday and now i'm ready to begin again i think i don't know I don't know. <laughs> you I feel have no bad. Idea. I feel bad. I want to. I want to do stuff, but everyone's so busy all the time, and I'm. And I go to them anyway, and they're like, "I'll get back to you," and then they go, don't get back to me, and I'm <laughs> like, "Uh, eh. So, with that being said, I just like, I I try to be visible, and I try to like, kind of get some administrative stuff out of the wor- way, and then I go home at like. Four thirty or five, <laughs> man, and, and play video games. Yeah, that's what we talk about. That's what we talk about. That's what we talk about. That's that's our focus. People are asking me what the fuck I talk about on my podcast. I've been making friends with a lot of the new hires, and I'm like, well, we started out as video games, and then we just became whatever. Yeah. That that's the thing. At, I I go to these podcast meetups and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, like my podcast is about this very specific thing. My podcast is about this very specific thing. I make an outline and we actually stay on topic." I'm like, "Well, mine's about video games, but let's be real. More than half the podcast is us just talking about bullshit. And you know what? That's how I like it." Yeah, that's how I enjoy it. Like we're honestly, it'd probably be better for us like if we wanted more viewers, then we should probably like focus it but i just i just don't care i'm trying to impress too many people in my life peter too many people i can't i can't be impressing random strangers on the internet yeah it's too much work i'm lowering my volume i don't i'm not clipping that bad but like i am full of energy this morning full of energy but um yeah, so like I've been playing video games. I've 
a lot of a lot of like indie story based or indie games have been coming out lately, and I've been dipping a bit into that pool. Yeah, um, I saw. Yeah, you were playing a lot of stuff. I, saw, I was. I saw you on the on the onlines. The onlines, yeah, I'm always onlines, and then <laughs> I get messages, and then I don't look at messages, and then I look at messages when it's too late. But um, <laughs> yeah, so like a couple weeks back, I fin- I uh, played The Witness, and then I I think I beat it in that same afternoon that you, we you recorded s- the podcast. You said you quote unquote beat it, but I wasn't sure if that was true or not. Like I don't. So I, I think there's like an ending, and then there's like a true ending. So it. <laughs> The witness is really open-ended and I think it led to kind of a lot of my like mixed feelings towards it. So there is an ending. There's an ending you go through, uh, you complete like a final series of puzzles and then it ends. Then there's like a ending that happens when you start a new game. There's like something that like is kind of obvious or there's like a secret to uncover that lets you see like the credits of the game. Hmm. So that's like ending number two, I guess. Okay. And then there's like an ending number three, which isn't, doesn't happen when you start a new game, but it's kind of like after you have unlocked all of the puzzles, a thing happens that lets you try like one last set of puzzles and you don't really get anything out of it. Like no extra, you don't, Hmm. It's not an ending in terms of cinematics, but it kind of like opens up areas in the final area that will allow you to like kind of hear some more audio logs. They don't really like ex- give any exhibition on any larger narrative, but they uh they certainly they make you think a little bit more. So this was so this was the thing that I was like trying to express to you over text. And it's really hard not to get too spoilery, and I won't, um, because if you want my personal opinion, Peter, I do think you should play this game. I okay. think that's my final consensus. I don't think you need to go rushing out to play it right away because there's still a lot of secrets for the community left to uncover. So it's not like there's some zeitgeist going on here, or if there is a zeitgeist, it's kind of like simmered down a bit. But um. But the thing about this game is it's puzzles and a lot of what people were talking about when they're like, oh, there's this holy shit moment. That holy shit moment is not a narrative moment. Okay. It is a it is very much a like eureka moment of solving puzzles. So, you know, your mileage will vary. I was trying to tell you like the puzzles I people are talking about oh all these notebooks i have of write-ups and how i'm like a madman i never really did that i filled out like one page of notes and it was largely with colored puzzles now let me tell you about this i don't know how jeff beat that game (laughs) yeah he said he was able to he was able to the color puzzles are a fucking bitch and i don't even have like color blindness that i know of those colored puzzles get real obnoxious it gets really hard to tell at some points and that was really the only set of notes I really had to make. I So I got through it pretty easily. And honestly, when I got into the game, I kind of expected some sort of like uh, some outside the box puzzle ideas. You know, I knew it was going to be more than just lines because it's Jonathan Blow for Christ's sakes. And it turns out that was the case. And because of that, it was kind of muted. The holy shit moment of, like, learning how to solve certain puzzles 
was not this big revelatory thing that everyone else seems to have had a different experience with. And so because of that, I went through the whole game saying, okay, I'm not wholly shitted yet. So maybe there's going to be a narrative twist that's going to like really make me think. And it didn't come. And then I realized, no, everyone wasn't talking about a narrative. So, so that being said, I kind of came out a little pissed off that I didn't get that same feeling everyone else did. But over time, it's kind of grown on me in a sense. And now that I've gotten like the game out of the way, I can kind of reflect on it. And you know what? I, I, I do. I respect Jonathan Blow as a game designer. I think he did a really good job. He did a really good job taking some some of these more abstract concepts and relating them to the player in a way that like makes sense. You know, I've tried to like come up with puzzle ideas that involve audio before and I could never get it quite right and he has found a way to sort of transfer that information to the player in a way where you don't necessarily need to have like an ear to get it I guess you need to have a little bit of a ear but so there's a mad respect to him Um, yeah Yeah, I, I, I mean that's I think he's really good at these making these kinds of experiences the puzzly you know kind of experiences but yeah story wise like i've never been that into his story stuff yeah. mostly with braid was just like oh it's a wall of text i don't want to read your <laughs> wall of text yeah and i think he's kind of toned it down. i think braid had a more concrete narrative that it tried to express i think this one is just kind of him being like here's a quote at the beginning of a chapter in a book for you to just kind of think about and relate it to i don't think he has a larger narrative in mind um and i think if nothing else it might just all reflect his own personal brand philosophy i don't I don't see any of this as having some sort of like relatability on a, for each and every individual. Um, so yeah, that being said, you know, it's, it's more than just like a thing you can have like in a book, you know, you can't, this isn't necessarily a crossword puzzle. It has, there's more to it than that. Um, and I think it's, it's healthy to go into this game expecting the thrill to be the raw puzzle solving, than it is rather than getting any sort of narrative or idea from the environment around you, as interesting as it may seem. And I think you'd like it more, because I think versus Braid, I think the mechanics are a little bit more binary, I guess. It's it's not like the English language, where some of the rules apply some of the time. It's a very much lo- It's very much logical. I think it's very easy to follow if you are kind of a logically-minded person. Um, so yeah, I, I, I give it my brand of approval. Um, it, I, I wanted to do a write-up about the game when I was done and I got through, through like most of the write-up and I'm like, this feels pretentious. I feel like I'm digging a lot into this, but I don't know. I, I want to know what Austin Walker of Giant Bomb has to say because he kept, kept talking about doing a write-up of it and I don't know if he's done that. Yeah, I I haven't seen it, but he probably will. I don't know, but I re- recommend you play that. Uh, but I think a game you would probably enjoy first and foremost is Firewatch. Yes, everything that I've been hearing about that has been like, okay, this is totally in my wheelhouse. 
yeah, it's it is almost a hundred percent narrative. Like it's it's not quite as bad as a walking sim simulator, but honestly, the fact that there are even gameplay elements at all, like a like a X to vault button, is kind of weird to me. Um, it's largely narrative based. Uh, just like the just kind of like a brief like opening of it. It's about a guy who whose wife develops like early onset of like dementia like in her 40s and he's kind of going out and he's gotten this job as a park ranger just to kind of get away you know he's put her in a home and he's just kind of like trying to take his mind off of just how his life has kind of gone to shit and from there there's kind of like a mystery opens up and it's like pretty tense it's i i recommend it um yeah, it's it's there's not much to talk about because, you know, it's pretty much all story and there is some like there is a lot of like kind of you make choices and then those choices come up later on in a way that's not quite like walking dead. It's it's much more fluid, you know? Um it never alerts you to if you say anything that might like come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. Um That's yeah. that's one of the things I I actually usually turn that off in The Walking Dead because, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to know that I just did a thing. Right. You just want to believe that they had this all mapped out and, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, the one thing I will say, I don't say this often because I don't think it ever is as much of a problem, but PC. Appar yeah, I've heard the PS4 version has frame rate issues. It's, real bad like I mean so the game when it runs fine it runs fine but this game is like it uses unity and you know it's an it's kind of an open world but I'm not convinced that they stream the open world evenly I feel like it's still very much loaded in chunks so you'll get to an area and if you're running all the time like I am it'll just like all of a sudden hitch for like a half second and then stuff will start popping in at an agonizing 10 frames per second and it's real bad it really takes you out and there are some moments especially when the lighting gets real gnarly that it just chugs it's yeah PC I would recommend you play it on PC it's only three gold trophies a silver and a bronze so it's not like you're getting anything out of having the PS4 version but Joe, every little amount counts. <laughs> nah, <laughs> well, we'll did, see. It, it, if the PC version goes on sale, then I'll probably just pick it up instead of I, the PS4 version. I yeah, I'd say so. I'd say do that. Um. Uh, what else? Um, I played some more Rocket League. I tried to get back into that, and I somehow like kind of accidentally got to the point where I was missing one more trophy to get a platinum. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll try to get this trophy. And it only took me an hour or so, and it didn't pop. Oh, no. And I'm like, why is this trophy not popping? Is it glitched? So I went online, the most recent update. I started playing Rocket League Wednesday, yeah. and I was ready to get the platinum by Thursday. <laughs> the update was on Tuesday, and the update explicitly... Was glitched like, out the trophy. Oh my god! Will and it, will it, if will they retroactively add it back once it's fixed? So 
I went on I I went on the forums and they're like, yeah, we're gonna in our next update, we're gonna f- patch it. So they acknowledge it exists, but I don't know. So like it's taught. So the last trophy is get two hundred items, which you get an item by beating a game, like indiscriminately. You always get a always get an item. Um, and I have like two hundred and fifteen, and they're tied to my Rocket League account. So, like, hmm. I could delete my save date on my PS4, and it'll still be in the servers. Okay. So, so I, I think so. I think they'll retroactively... You just need to do a check. Like, it shouldn't be that difficult. That's good. So, but that was just kind of like, ah, really? Like, okay, whatever. Fine. Um, yeah, the, the, that game is still that game. They started up Season 2 recently with a ranking system that I don't understand. <laughs> They got rid of those points. You know the points that would kind of like move on the meter yeah, after a round? They got rid of that. Okay. That's I don't know like how they calculate it now. I don't know like what the actual calculation. I just know that after like winning a few games, it was like, you're now Division 12. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means, but thank you. <laughs> um, Me and some of the new hires at Cisco have been getting together like every other day of the week and playing Helldivers at Cisco's like... In a in a break room, just using one of their TVs to play Helldivers. Um, do you do you remember much of Helldivers? Uh, do you, I are remember you familiar with capes. that game. Yes, there's capes, and when um, they, you could walk around in a circle, and the capes would flap. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much like ninety five percent of Helldivers. Um, no, so yeah, it's it's the guys who did Magicka, and it's basically a dual joystick shooter with friendly fire all the way on. And I love it because, you know, if one person fucks up, you can't really hold it against them because odds are everyone else has fucked up equally as bad over the course of a game session. So it's just it's just controlled chaos. And, like, we kind of got really good to a point where none, no one was team killing anyone. Uh, it certainly is a really good couch co-op game. Uh, we haven't... We've only, like... There's like nine levels of difficulty per mission, and we can't quite get past five. Hmm. We're not that good. I don't know what like a level nine run looks like, but we're determined to find out. We are like we have a chat. We have a an app called Spark on our work laptops. Spark, Spark, which is just kind of like is it Cisco Spark? It's it is Cisco Spark. Oh we own it. Um, that we just it's just kind of like chat rooms that you can open up to multiple people. It's an IM client basically for groups, and so we just have our own Hell Divers client where we're talking about like strats and shit like that. Just silly stuff. Um, and with that same group of people, we're also starting to play D and D. Peter, I'm I'm in it. You're in it. I'm in. I'm. I've played D and D. I've oh boy. I've delved deeply into the darkness that is tabletop role playing games. D D and D is really fucking confusing. We got um we got the starter kit, and so like what D and D does is they have additions, and each edition has its own kind of like rule book. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's very like fluid. You know, you don't need the actual like box of materials to play D&D. You can kind of do it with whatever. 
the pro we got a starters pa- uh, starters thing, which is kind of has everything abridged for us. And so playing through that game, the the manual, the guide will inform us on certain things and not on others. And it just kind of like says, no, don't worry about it. You're not good enough yet to like understand that. But then we get into the game and we still like have no clue as to like what something does. I think it would really benefit that game to include equations. There are no equations in the book. If I want to know how to attack someone, it doesn't really, it tells me in like five paragraphs how to attack someone. I'm like, can we abridge this? Can we abridge this down to like roll this die and then add this stat? None of that. D&D is hard. My character's name is Ferris. <laughs> and he has the most flamboyant gay accent. Oh. Like, hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm Ferris. Not the Ferris I, I was thinking of. Ferris, Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Yeah, that's what everyone else thought. Like, when I first... They, they went around the table at the start, and like, okay, everyone, say your name and introduce your character. And I'm like, I'm Ferris. And everyone's like, oh, hey, Ferris. And I'm like, it's my quest to get this sword so I can slay the dragon that burned down my homeland. And... Everyone thought it was hilarious. <laughs> we have someone else who's called Cornfunk. So it's Ferris, Warren, Cornfunk, uh, Frisco, and that that's our current lineup of characters. Corncob Funk gonna give it to you? I Corncob I that may have been the inspiration. <laughs> I don't know. I forget the reason. She she came up with a different name. And then we're all like, no, we're going to call you Corn Funk now. You're Corn Funk. Deal with it. It's, uh, it was a treat. We were there until like nine o'clock at night. The janitor, I think, wanted us to leave. <laughs> oh, he's not joining in. No, I, I almost did. I almost went out and was like, hey, you want to, you want to join us? You want to, you want to, do you want to play D&D with us? And then he's like, no hable English. And I'm like, oh. Um, there's some other shit on here, but I don't really want to talk about it right now. We'll talk about that on another episode. Okay. We'll continue to push back everything. Conti- what have you been up to? What talk have to me. I talk to me to? so I don't have to talk anymore. I'm, my, my voice hurts. Uh, what? Okay. There's a lot I could talk about. What? Should I keep it to games I, or should I go out? Of- I, I, I want to... No, no. Like, start off with something else. Like, we we just talked about games. Let's let's wet. It. We'll we'll dip out of it for a bit. We'll we'll dry off. We'll go have an ice cream, and then we'll get mm. back into it. Okay. So here's the thing. So I've been trying to go out with folks lately. Like out, out, or like, like out. I don't okay I don't know the <laughs> I don't know the difference that you're trying to, um like dates basically and dates all right cool and so Wait, here's, all so here's the problem that I've run into all right maybe I've just run into like two people that suck balls but really I suck I, balls well <laughs> putting out that soon the last two dates I've gone on were okay it seems like this is going all right and then the person will be like, oh, actually, I need to go to my friend's place because this thing happened. I'm like, okay, sure. I mean, that's fine. I mean, um, you've been here for a few hours. 
We've been hanging out for a few hours. We've, been, we've watched this movie, whatever. Um, You've driven them that insane that it, they have to use an emergency to get I, out of the I guess, situation. I, guess, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know why they don't... What what I did. I have no idea what I did. I was just being me. Um, actually, even less so than being... I've just been a very light version of me to just kind of <laughs> wait, wean them in. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I want that soda. Peter Light. Oh, yeah. And then... But the weird thing is they'll be like, yeah, we should hang out sometime. Not like I asked them that we should hang out. They're just like, yeah, we should hang out again sometime. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Even though in my head, I'm like, it didn't seem like you wanted to hang out again. And then I text them and then they don't text back. It's like, okay, why even mention the, we should hang out sometime if you literally don't want to talk to me ever again. To be polite, I guess. That's not polite. That's just I know being it's misleading. Not. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I agree. Uh, I'm not saying I agree with like unprompted. Let's hang out again. It's like I never. I didn't ask them to hang out again. I was like, okay, well, do your friend thing, and and then one of them like deleted me on like Tinder. I was like, okay, they sure, that's fine. You. They're like, they never going to do that anywhere again. else. They, they. I'm still getting their Snapchats. I'm just like, okay. Like going well, out with it, friends. I'm like, yeah, well. Are they sending you Snapchats or are they like posting to their story? To the story. Because Snapchat is one way, isn't it? Unless they, I guess they just didn't block you. I guess they just didn't bother to block you on Snapchat. Exactly. And I'm just like, well, it's kind of interesting that you evidently would have so little to do with me, but then you're just like still sending Snapchats to me. People forget about the Snapchat shit though. Like I don't, I know there are some people who like follow me who I don't follow them. It's nothing personal. I just don't <laughs> pay that close attention. I don't get notifications from Snapchat regardless. Oh really? I mean, I, I, I do when someone sends me a Snapchat, but if like someone were to add me, I do I have to be on like my home screen thing. Oh, really? Where it'll have like the one icon or something. Okay, I get I get those notifications all the time. Okay. Whenever. Maybe maybe it's just a s- deeper settings thing. Maybe. I just know that the Thursday when you re- canceled recording the podcast, I, and I knew it. In, you I knew it in my heart of hearts. You, I knew it in my heart of hearts, Joe. We, that you had found someone else. We moved it. We moved it to Tuesday, and then someone asked if they want to hang out on Thursday, and I said sure. And then you tried to move it back to Thursday. I'm like, nope, nope. I tried to move it back to Thursday. You you already moved it to Tuesday. <laughs> just going on, going that, on your Tinder that, dates. Well, actually, that, well. That wasn't, that was a that wasn't date, really yes. a Tinder date. It wasn't really or wasn't that a Tinder date. That was just date. me and Stephanie watching... Um, oh, God. We watched um, Jackie Brown. Oh, okay. All right. Because I just know like the day after, like the morning after, I saw you became friends with someone else, oh, that, like a that's, girl. That's another thing. Yeah, and I tried to go through her, her uh, Facebook profile and like it was all just pictures of her face oh and yeah then there was like that, kids and stuff and i'm like what happened peter she posts a lot on facebook and it's mostly selfie face selfie things uh-huh um okay do we want to have real talk right now real talk for everyone to hear yes so she seems pretty cool cool there's only one weird thing though so far that i've noticed there's this one weird thing so doctors hate her. <laughs> so I, uh, so I'm going on vacation next week. Ooh, not this upcoming week, but the week after. 
Yeah. So I'll be traveling on the weekend, stay in Gatlinburg for a week with some Rose friends, and then coming back that next weekend. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, okay, let's hang out. So let's, let's go see a movie. Let's go see Deadpool. I was like, okay, yeah, I'd like to see Deadpool. Um, so here's the problem. I'm going to be gone the next two weekends. So, so, so she was like, well, I can't guarantee that I won't see Deadpool in the next two weekends. I'm like, well, we could just go on a weekday. She's like, no, no, let's just wait. I'm no, like, okay. like, let's let's be crazy. Let's go on a weekday. I know, I know. But she was like, no, no, we'll just wait. I'm like, okay, so you're literally going to wait three weeks to go out on a date with me? That's kind of interesting. But I thought I thought that was weird. I was like, you really can't just go on like a Thursday? Like, just to, go, just to go see Deadpool? Hell, there'll be fewer people at the theater, less crowds to deal with on a Thursday. Would it be a Thursday? Yeah, I guess a Thursday would have less crowds. Less crowds than like a Friday or Saturday. Hell, this is true. Even, like, or I just could, no, fuck it. Do a Tuesday. A Tuesday, yeah, sure. Any, yeah. any of those days. Crazy. The only problem is Tuesdays. Sometimes I have that game meeting. Don't you have that game meeting today too? That's in the afternoon. So tell me about Unreal Four, Peter. <sighs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Unless they're so. Actually, not even unless I don't like Unreal Four, not because of not because it's a bad engine, not because I don't like their tools, because I think their tools are very easy to use, and I think mm-hmm. it's a pretty well designed engine. My problem is it's not open. It's very much a closed system. I'm so used to using like open source projects and seeing the code and stuff. UE Four, like you cannot like all the. All of the files are serialized or binaries. Like they're all yeah. unreadable, unviewable by anything but Unreal Engine. And I really don't like that. And it makes for development to be the biggest pain in the ass ever because we can't merge like anything. Yeah. The, have you have you worked in, in Unity before? Because we were talking about yes, this. Yes, but in, you, they're up to Unity 5, right? Yeah, when five I, point something. The, the Unity project I worked on was in Unity four, so I don't know how much has changed. I mean, nothing has really changed that much. I'm just saying, like specifically, like with the version control issues and the merging conflicts, and how everything is a fucking binary. Like, yeah. it just it was bullshit. It was bad. I don't, I don't know how people get like significant projects with these game engines no, totally. without like. Yeah, I don't understand, especially since I'm so used to... Like, even in school, everything was a Java file or a JavaScript file or a C-sharp file. And those are just line by line. They merge them together. And if there's a conflict, it just says, hey, line 62, fix it. It's like, okay, yeah, I can see that there's a conflict there. But here, it's just like, in conflict, whole file, which one do you want? It's like, well, one version has something I want and the other version has something I want. Can I merge it? And I think that... UE4 has a tool built in for merging, but here's the issue. So mm-hmm. far, they only officially support SVN and um, Perforce. Yep. Which I don't. We no, none of us wanted to use SVN, and right. I never heard of Perforce before. And I looked it up; it seemed pretty good, but we didn't have like it's not widespread enough as Git to get like a free like or a relatively cheap version. It basically would have cost us twice as much per month to get a private Perforce uh, repo, and we're like, uh, we can't Ugh. really do that. So we, yeah. so we went with Git, and they have Git support, but it's in beta, and it's super glitchy. I can't get it to work. 
Get it? Huh? It probably. Huh? I can't get it. I can't get it to work. So maybe if that tool was working, it would show us the differences and do a merge automatically through the engine. But it's not working. So unless I can get that working, I'm pretty much gonna say UE4 is a freaking bust. Yeah. No. Like so. Like that's the thing is I know I know like Unity specifically has like the tools to merge like locally. So if you have two files that are the same like two scenes, you can merge those together. But yeah, when it comes to like get like it doesn't know how to resolve those issues. Yeah. And that that was like the technique that we had to use for Unity was everyone made duplicates of everything. We would all push it and then we would have for our like weekly scrum we would just merge it all together and make sure that nothing like broke too badly. And if yep. it did, we would like solve it right then and there. Uh, um, well, but like yeah. on a large, but that was on a team of like four people. Like this, like what you're doing with your game group. We is have like, like thirty people. Yeah, like it's, it's thir- a whole different scale, and it's like, oh my god, uh. it's 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 awful. I I don't know. So I yeah. And oh my gosh! And and here's another thing I don't really like about UE4 is that it generates a lot of files seemingly at random. If I could understand why it was generating the files or like what the files were, then it wouldn't be a problem. But like, okay, so one of my tasks that I wanted to do to do like a week ago was go mm-hmm. in and change the controls. Okay, so that way, simple enough. Yeah, it was simple enough. Basically, all I had to do was make it change the controls of the keyboard, but also I wanted to add gamepad controls since we didn't had we hadn't implemented those yet. So I went in and said, "Oh yeah, the A button should be do this, the B button should do this, and the triggers should do this, and the joystick should do that." Mm -hmm. Pretty simple change. I go to my go to the my Git tool, which I use Source Tree. Source Tree is freaking amazing. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's a really good one. Uh, also, Tortoise gets pretty good, but Source Tree I like a little bit better. But like seven files have been modified. I'm like, wait, what? Why? All I did was change the controls. It's just a bunch of fucking metadata. I, th- I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, okay, all I want is this. The controls changed. So all I did was say, okay, commit this one file that clearly has the controls changed. It committed that. Push it to the server. But that didn't fit. That di- then I tried to merge it in. And I merged it in. Well, yeah, I did a pull request and then merged it. And then I went to the to the main branch and it didn't have it. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I have to put all these seven files in. Like I don't even know what these files are. Like They're, I'm so used to in development knowing exactly what's changing. It probably fucking is metadata. I fucking hate that shit. That stuff is so stupid. Like we would, we this was always an issue. Is we would change a scene or a lighting setting, and then we'd push it. It'd be like we changed like a thousand fucking files, and then you you pull it. Someone else would pull it without like pulling the other thousand fucking files. Just the scene and the lighting would revert because it's Ugh. looking to that metadata to fucking dict. Yep. <laughs> and that seems to be it. Because once I pushed all those files, it worked. But I was like, why do I need seven files for a simple control change? Like. That's crazy, but it, and it especially doesn't help if someone like tweaks another like th- setting that also changes that. So when they push it, there's a merge conflict, yeah. and so then their changes can't be saved because it's generating all this fucking this data. It just, I, it just seems so. crazy to me because like okay, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like at least with these newer engines, they're trying to kind of build everything on the fly so that we can easily see it in your view. Mm-hmm. And that makes it easier for people to like people that don't know about coding how to develop, which is good. It's a good thing. Yeah. But I feel like it's at the cost of people that actually know what the fuck they're doing. We have all these bullshit files. So here's the thing. What if instead of everything is just pre-built and it's easy to load in, what if there was this is the raw ass file and that's what you do your source control from yeah. and then you have a build directory and that's where the, all the built stuff goes but when you first check out the 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 files from git you only have that source directory and then it would have to, of course the first time you checked it out it would have to do a giant build but then after that it would just be incremental builds on the things that had changed so why doesn't why don't they do that i don't understand there's so many there are so many better solutions to this you know, like yeah, like what you're saying, like we would just ever push, we would only ever push the assets folder, which was great for like updating scenes and stuff, but it was awful for like lighting settings and global settings. And then, I don't know, I also one time tried to find a fucking clean function, because I'm like, maybe if I just like cleaned out all the bullshit and yeah. then just had someone build it on their local machine, it would retain all the settings. There's no clean option. Why 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 are we constantly compiling with no clean option? I just that doesn't make sense to me. As that is like antithetical to like everything that yeah. I've been taught about programming. Exactly. And and I've mentioned this to you before, but I just want to know what the actual workflow is of these major studios that use these engines. Like are they significantly modifying the workflow that that these engines present or are they actually do using them this way because that sounds terrible i think they they're probably doing svn there's probably a reason something like unreal has svn support integrated into it i'm willing to bet that like those bigger studios who are using it have probably been using svn for fucking ever and they're like hey your next iteration of unreal can it have svn and they're like yeah sure no problem fam and now because get Git is a better tool. Oh yeah, but it is Still relatively a new. newer. Yeah, like well, the yeah. thing is, especially at Garmin, we're pushing to move everything to Git because SVN has so many like drawbacks that do inf- like they impact code. Like yeah, I don't know if you know the behind the scenes work of how SVN and Git work, but Git always bases changes off of a, a shared parent. And then mm-hmm. it does all the changes from there, while SVN is all about deltas. So if two people change the same thing, and one person merges their change in, and the other person merges their in theirs in, it'll overwrite that other person's merge because it doesn't have any idea what the parent was. Mm-hmm. Which that's really bad when you have a lot of people working in parallel on the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, Cisco's in the same boat. We used SVN forever, and only recently. Have all of our newer projects been utilizing Git? Yep. They're trying to get off, but that's why I think Unreal is as awful as it is in Unity to some extent. Is you have these old established companies, the big players, who are saying, "Hey, could you can you prioritize this?" And Unreal is like, "Yeah, sure," because you're paying our checks, um, as well as Unreal themselves, Epic themselves. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's just I, crazy to me. And that's 
it, it's kind of been an eye-opening experience and kind of one where I, I'm looking, I'm thinking, this is why games get delayed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> This is exactly. why everything is so expensive to get games made. Like, their tools just seem to have these weird caveats that could... Though it could potentially really uh, slow down development. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and even then, like, I'm thinking of, like, some of the Unity games that I even know of to begin with, and a lot of them aren't that big. Like, Firewatch, for example, that was made in Unity, and that was, like, the team was no larger than, I think, five people? Yeah, it was a small small team for sure. And even then, that game ran like shit. Same (laughs) with Kerbal Space Program. Team of, like, four or five also runs like shit. From, All Unity. From, from what I'm hearing, the Unity um, tools for uh, optimizing for consoles are just very immature right now. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, under-the-hood shit that you can't really mess with. There's a, there's some overhead there, too. Doesn't make it any easier. Game development. Game development. It's, it's awful. <laughs> oh, horrible. So... so oh. This kind of goes into news, but it's still along these lines, so I want to mention it. So, yeah. so Amazon re- re- kind of released their Lumberyard game engine, which is free, um, and it's it's in beta, but you can just go download it right now if you want to try it out. I downloaded it, and I haven't tried it out yet. I want to try it out once I have some free time, but it's completely free, unlike so UE4 and Unreal... Well, UE4 and Unity 5 are both quote-unquote free until you start making money. Then they take a cut. Mm-hmm. Lumberyard is 100% free, which is kind of interesting. So that's why I want to check it out. Also, I'm hoping that their Git, they might have better Git support. I don't know. I'm hoping. Have You, you haven't checked out version control yet? I have on not. Lumberyard? I literally downloaded it and then click the exe- executable, executable. <laughs> Shut up, Will Smith. <laughs> click click the, the EXE, and it popped up to the, welcome to the yum, Lumberyard launcher. Verify the location where you installed Lumberyard. It is verified. And now, what do you want to do? You want to run the game? You want to run Lumberyard? You want to compile the code? I'm like, okay, I like that. I like that it's saying compile. I like that. Uh, UE4 doesn't say compile. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want to check that out. But the thing is, so it's apparently it's based off of CryEngine, but they forked it. Um, and from now on, it's going to keep diverging from CryEngine, which is probably good because CryEngine is mainly a first-person engine, and I think Lumberyard, they want to make it for all perspectives. Mm-hmm. And going back to the free thing, so it's 100% free, but it has inherent built-in compatibility with AWS, Amazon's web services. Oh, I thought... I thought that, yes. And, mm-hmm. and and Twitch, which Amazon owns Twitch. So they basically they're making this engine free, hoping that you'll use their web stuff and then pay them out for whatever that costs. I don't know what that costs. Probably it depends on how much load you use. Um That's so, generally how I understand it to be. Exactly. So for stuff like this. But if you make a game that's not online, then it's fucking free. And that's awesome. That's great. So now I'm trying to... So here's what I'm trying to do, which is kind of... I won't know until I try it some more, but I want to try out Lumberyard and then pitch to the other people on this game 
thing that I'm doing to use Lumberyard instead of UE4. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> my favorite it'll be part... Because it 100% free. My favorite part of what you just said was I was going to bring that up as a joke. <laughs> and then you just outright said it. Uh, you guys need to update your website, squigglybit.com. I haven't even been to it. What is No Lives Left? It been, has been saying coming soon for like at least 10 days. For 10 days. <laughs> as, as, a, as, a, as a possibly new fan, uh, I need to know about your highly anticipated title. No, you go to the About Squigglybit page, yeah. and it's like, I'm a paragraph. Click here to add your own text and edit me. It's easy. Just click edit text. It's like it's talking to you like you're a four-year-old. It's like, hey, guys, squiggly bit. Fucking add an about page, assholes. So here's the thing. I did not make this website. I have nothing to do with this website. We have other people doing this website. So if I wanted a press copy of your game... I'm I'm Joe Boda with ZucchiniThumbs.com, yeah. a notable game game website. Oh, oh yes. Um yes. How how can I get press access to the beta? I'm gonna tell you I, right I, now, Joe. I want a free key. A free key. This game might not be happening, and I think it's crazy that they've put that up on is coming soon, because that's total bullshit. It <laughs> says TBA, I no know, lives left. I know. So here's Which the thing. is a real shame because I like that name. I don't know what it's about, but I like that name. So no lives left. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but all, what I can say is that, I mean, clearly it's our first project and uh, we're trying to decide whether we want to continue with this project or just do something else because it was kind of like a a quick see how we work together, see, figure out the tools in more of an experiment experiment type thing than a real thing. On, if we're going to, I know at some point we're going to be voting on if we want to continue Fuck no! And I'm voting. I'm voting. voting that's a dirty word. And I'm Don't voting, you dare ever I'm say vote. No, so don't vote. It's, voting is bad. It's all I can. It, I don't. It's not up to me. Fucking democracy. The pro, Killing so projects. That's the thing is that the people that that started the studio are kind of. They, I don't agree with all their ideals about how to run stuff, but you know they're running it, so I'm not gonna be weird about it if I wanted to do my own thing I'd do my own thing so <laughs> but yeah, yeah we're gonna vote at some point and as I said I'm probably gonna vote no because I think no lives left is a cool concept and I can't tell you about it but what I can tell you is that it's way out of scope for this team what is in scope with this team? Something way simpler. This is what a, is your idea? This is what a is really your cool idea? game, but I think mm-hmm. this game would need like a triple A studio to make it. Really? You think it like it's just gonna be graphically and gameplay demanding? Uh more so gameplay than graphical. Okay. I was about to say, if those Iranians can make a first person shooter in Unreal. So that's if it was as simple as making a first person shooter it'd be different. Like they want some really this is gameplay that has never been done before. Ooh. For for good or bad. Ooh. It might be bad gameplay. We don't know. But all we know is that it's unique. It's a concept that has not been done before. But the thing is, it's so out of scope. Like, when I say out of scope, I mean, like, think of, um, think of Elder Scrolls. Okay. 
think of the AI that's going on there. Oh shit! They want to do some crazy AI stuff, and I'm like, that's um, you have to understand that hmm. even the big boys fuck up on that shit. I was about to say, yeah, the I remember Elder Scrolls Oblivion coming out, and they're like, yeah, it's gonna be all this, and then it came out, and it was nothing like all of that yeah. because they couldn't do it. Yeah, they shit. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, and right now we have kind of like a real early kind of playable thing and I'm going to tell you right now it is it is not meeting what was pitched <laughs> at all so uh. so I think we're probably going to do a different project I, I that's what I think but there Start are some 2D. people that are very much into it and don't want to switch do a 2D game that's what I want to do but the problem is the problem is most engines don't like inherently support 2D and a lot of people on the team are 3D artists, and they want to work in 3D. Fuck. That's that's a statement I never thought I'd hear. Yeah. A lot of the people on the team are, like, in school right now, like, in art school right now. Like, I like I get it. I get being 3D artists and wanting to work in 3D, but it's amazing how that extra Z access... Just increases the complexity. The complexity, yeah. yeah like it, it really does. Uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I want to talk to them about because honestly, so here's the thing, not, not that I want to be like a Debbie Downer or anything, but if we keep using Unreal 4 without a significant change in the process, I'm out because I can't keep, I can't keep being pissed off at UE4 every time I use it, you know, <laughs> like I yeah. need, I need the tool to work. I need merging to happen and I need a good workflow. But right now, the workflow is not up to my, what I would like it to be. Yeah. Shit, if you could get... if you, So how about this? What if you were the guy in charge of setting up a pipeline? Well, first of all, of we, wouldn't UE, we wouldn't use UE4. Okay. <laughs> but what if you had to? If we, Say you walk into Garmin so if tomorrow, we ha- okay. and they're like, we're moving to UE4. Golf is now going to be on UE4. Oh, jeez. Make this shit work. Joe, you, you, know, you, know what, you know what Golf uses? You know what You know what graphics library are... Uh, I think I might have shown it to you, but we have this Open new thing GL? called... OpenGL? Yeah, we use uh, 3JS, which is just WebGL. Okay. And you know what's great about 3JS? It's open source. It's open source! It's the <laughs> fucking greatest thing. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, n- um, so if we had to use UE4, my big thing would would be getting that source control tool working. That is my number one thing right now. It's like if we had this tool working, I literally spent four hours this week trying to merge something. That's four yeah. hours that could have been fixed if we just had this source control tool working. Would it be crazy to make a script that works as a front end? So. Cisco kind of does this where they have scripts that act as the front end and it'd be like a mediator in between Git and your console and it would like intelligently know which bullshit to push and which bullshit not to push. I I would be interested in that. The only problem is since, I mean, I've only used UE4 for about a month and in that month probably a total of around 20 hours tops I'm not familiar enough with the engine to know which files are 
bullshit or not, especially yeah. considering I can't see the content of them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would need a lot more background in the engine to really know. Because, like, when, have, I, when I do development ha- at gar- like at work or even just at school, you kind of pick up that, like, okay, this file, it's nothing. I don't need to worry about this file. But with UE4, it's it's harder because they're, like, proprietary file types. Or even even do it more basic. You say that pushing to branches was an issue for some people. Yeah. Make a, make a script that fucking forces it to a branch. It doesn't even get them an option. And then it has like it's set on so, a timer. So here's it, the thing. We can we can automatically force that just within GitHub, but I don't think the guy that's uh running our GitHub, I don't think he's turned it on yet. So you can make it so that people can't commit to master. And I'd like to do that, huh. but so far we haven't because we've been kind of I think the at first we're like so here's the thing. Of the people on my team, including me, there's like three people that actually know how to use Git. Everyone else, this is like the first time I've ever used Git before. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, we'll let you guys muck around and figure out how to use Git. We'll leave even leave Master open so you can kind of experiment. But then they fucked up Master and like, uh. <laughs> so I, I want to start doing branches, but I'm when I, when I say that like some of the people on our team have no experience with this type of stuff, I'm like serious. Like they don't really know. And it's not their fault. It's just... You know, they don't know how Git works. Git is kind of obtuse unless you have someone to sit down because all of the material online is like super verbose. Oh, yeah. Written out. Like it's super understanding ver- a branch. It's I didn't understand what a branch was until someone really sat me down. Yeah. And was like, no, it's like a thing. It's your own thing. I got very lucky in that one of my classes I took sophomore year was entirely about Git. So I, yeah. I learned it real early on we never had it like that easy they were just like use git figure out how git works and then i'm like how do i update my branch and they're like well you need to do this series of commands i'm like why is there not just one command for this well there is just sometimes just get pull there you go there you go well get 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 pull yes but then it's like well what about uh, yeah it it was just like conceptually you gotta get fetch yeah, con- con- yeah. <laughs> conceptually, there were things like, oh, there's pool, but then there's fetch. Like, what's the difference? Yeah, that, that all, took me like, some time to figure out too. Yeah, which basically that, fetch is like get the get the info about the branches, but don't actually pull the data. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like your your branch is all up to date, and I'm like, no, it is fucking not. You liar. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> and that's why we've been using Git clients, but the. Pro- Git client is awful. Yeah, that's the, the uh, client well, is fucking awful. Well, it, it depends on it's which one. It's amazing how bad it is. Depends on which one you're using. I don't like the official Git client, nor do the I like the official one is bullshit. Nor do I like the GitHub client. I think the GitHub client is also pretty bad. I think the I, think I only do command line. I think source tree is good. Um I only use the command line. I I mean I have not used source tree though, so maybe maybe that'll change yeah. my uh I mostly use the command my world. line. Source tree yes. is just really good for visualizing because it shows all your um, shows your history, like your entire history. It's really good for that. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, I don't know. It's I could complain about this all day, but there's a lot of stuff about um, the process that we have right now that I don't like, and it's one of those things where it's more an issue of just people on the team just don't have the expertise that I have 
not really because there's a problem with the team. It's just they don't know, and I do know. <laughs> it's like it's like they don't know, and you're not getting paid enough to care. Exactly. I'm, I'm not getting paid at all. This is more of a passion thing, and I don't feel like babying everybody. I don't feel like being that guy that has to teach everyone, so therefore it's the blind leading the blind because they keep having these meetings about how to use Git, and I just don't go to them because I'm like, I already know how to use Git. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh so yeah that's been the game development hour yeah yeah send all your game dev questions to zucchini thumbs at gmail.com where we'll answer them please do don't fucking do that don't no so joe don't ask me about game dev what i actually played some games for real not just you actually played some fucking games what did you play peter what did you play I played a lot of stuff. I tried. I say I tried Guns Up. You remember Guns Up? I don't remember what it was. Guns Up. Gun, I forget that. Guns Up was that free game that they gave away at E3 last year for PS4. I, st- I still don't know. I still what? So here's the thing, Joe. I still don't know which one this was. You yeah, you, you you probably don't want to play it. Okay, good. I'm glad we settled Unless you're that. Not Why do the I same not boat as me? Why but do I not want to play this? It's a tower defense. I'm so huh. tired of tower defense. There's literally how, nothing I want to play less than tower defense. So, but how is it as a tower defense game? I don't know. As soon as I as soon as I saw it was tower defense, I uninstalled it. All right. I played well, like I'll the first the mission, and then it started being like, now you got to defend your towers. I'm like, no, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> It's so like towers. You didn't even try to like sugarcoat it for me. Yeah. Well, it was a base basically. It, it, they didn't say tower, but they said a, you got to defend your base. You, so you have to build up your base, and then you send out troops to go attack the other base. And you can you have special attacks like missiles and stuff that you can send in. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, it's it's a tower defense with some extra stuff where you can send out troops. So it's like tower defense plus. But it, this looks. I don't know. I might I might look at this. It entirely depends on how much you want to play a tower it, defense type it's game. It's a pretty looking game. Well, that's it the is, thing. Is it I, is very e- pretty. I, I like the visuals a lot. Even when tower defense was popular, I didn't play a lot of tower defense, honestly. I didn't... I recognized it for what it was yeah. as See, like I, kind of a fad. I, I played some. I played, what was it, that uh, Pixel Junk Monsters I played the shit out of. Yeah. That balloons well, this, game. Remember balloons? Oh, I for, uh, no, I don't actually remember balloons. Uh, well, I played that. It looks, it looks more like kind of competitive. Like there's two sides. It's not just like. So it is, it is two sides, but it's, they're trying to get your base, which is basically like a tower. They come in it? waves and then you have, yeah. you attack in waves. It's like two, it's almost like tower defense, but two sides. It's it's it. There's there have been some other games that kind of like operate off of the same kind of idea. This one just seems to take it to another to another. Um, totally, just a, a different place. Yeah, and, and and I'm sure it's a good game. It seemed like quality. Just you know, I'm just tired of this type of game. So hmm. I deleted it. But yeah, it's free. You should go check it out if you want to. They gave it away at E3 last year. It looks like it's a free-to-play game. Yeah, I think that they might have some microtransactions, but in the time that I played it, they didn't ask me to about any microtransactions. 
but I only played it for like 20 minutes, so. Yeah, get your cooldown meter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What else? What else you been playing? I finished King's Quest chapter, or is it episode one or chapter one? I can't even remember. I am not the right person to ask. Yeah, well, I finished the first part because it was free on PS Plus. Um, I liked it. Uh, it's a pretty good game of that style. That style being old school point and click. So do you? Does it feel kind of like bullshitty at all? Like yeah, I was about to mention. So that's that was that was the caveat I was about to say was well, great. There are a few puzzles where I was like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to figure that out? Because I would I would try for like you know twenty or thirty minutes and be like, okay, I'm getting nowhere. And then I check online. It's like you got to go talk to this guy that you've talked to many times before, and he had nothing to say. But all of a sudden now, because you're at this one point in the game, now he has something to say. It's like how was I supposed to know? Literally, the four hours up to this, he hasn't said a damn thing. How was I supposed to know that this one time I was supposed to go back to that town and talk to him and then go back to where I'm at? <laughs> so, it, like, and despite, though, that caveat, did it feel... It felt, felt, it felt worth your time? It did. Say? M- mainly because it just... It's got... It's... uh God, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It it was it was clever. The writing was good. It had some whimsy to it. I enjoyed the the conceit of this old guy telling stories about his youth to his daughter. I liked it. It was cool. I kind of I I'm interested in playing the second episode, but I kind of don't want to pay for it after getting the first one for free. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. So it appears that there are going to be. Five. Five chapters and then an epilogue. Oh, six. At least that's what the Wikipedia says. I don't know like what that means. It's interesting because I... Usually with these types of games, it takes about a year to get all the episodes out. But it took them a year just to get two episodes out. So this is going to be a long going thing unless they start speeding up production. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Trying to remember if I even bothered to download this. Oh, I hope you did. I feel like I did. I I always do. Yeah. Like it's, if it's, it's a PlayStation it's, Plus. It's definitely a good game, but it does have some parts that are kind of frustrating. But the, the, the writing is really good, and some of the puzzles are super clever. I would say of the puzzles, there was like three, two or three that I can think of that were like, oh, come on. Like, really? You, you expected me to remember that or know that or know to do that? So it was a, a small minority. Yeah, that were. a minority of the probably hundred puzzles. All right. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I might. I might check that out. Was that PS3 or PS4? PS4. PS4. Yes. I need to double check this. I need to double check this. <laughs> and, uh, and I. So then I played Hydro Thunder Hurricane. IG and wide. So here's. <laughs> So here's the thing. Um, Hydro Thunder Hurricane was originally released on Xbox 360 about six years ago. And then it came to PC at some point. I don't know when. But when that game came out, I was. It was in a time where I still took, like, review scores seriously. While now it's like, I don't think of the. I, I don't really take re- review scores seriously. I, I, I take more uh, value in quick looks or videos showing me what the game is and let me decide if I want to play it. Because 
I at the time I didn't realize that reviews are totally subjective and it's based on what that person thinks not necessarily that the it's not like an end-all be-all metric of what a game is you know yeah uh-huh me, d- dumb young me thought he gave it a, a blah 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 that means that it is a blah 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 so ign gave hydro thunder hurricane i think i believe a 5.5 it might have been a five so on their scale that's mediocre completely broken yeah mediocre or bad like it's somewhere in that in that range so it's pretty bad. Um, so I thought, oh, this game must be shit. Come to look on Metacritic, it has like an eight. So like IGN was totally the outlier. That's amazing. <laughs> I hmm. Yeah, never Metacritic has done so much. I love it how reviewers get all pissy about Metacritic, and I'm like, I understand why you don't like it, but for a consumer, it's the best thing ever. Oh yeah, it, 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 you at least get a consensus of just like okay. I, I hate when people take it seriously like on Metacritic it's point one higher than this one therefore it's better it's like no it's more of like a good kind of average of like eh people liked it or people didn't like it versus like clearly because it's point five higher on Metacritic that means it is a better game it's like not necessarily yeah well, I mean reviewers just don't like it because they feel like people try to use it to invalidate their opinions like yeah. oh well you were the one guy who didn't like it and they're like no that's not fair it's a a pit Reviews are opinions, it an and opinion. it's like... Oh, yeah, totally, like they, and I have no problem with the guy that reviewed Hydro Thunder Hurricane with the review he gave it. But, but I do. But I'll tell you what, if you look at the Hydro Thunder Hurricane review on IGN, it doesn't have a name on it, so clearly the guy didn't feel confident enough to put his name on it. It seems so. Unlike Andrew Reiner putting his name on the shittiest reviews of all time. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that guy. I'm still upset. I'm still upset. He gave Lost Planet 2 an 8.5. That game was not an 8.5. It was not that good. What was that game? He was mediocre as shit. Did he give, like, uh, Resident Evil 6, like, a super high score? I I don't know. I don't know. Andrew Reiner is, like, forever tainted. (laughs) Ever since, ever since Lost Planet Two oh, for me. But I love his face. His every, face can go every, suck itself. Every month that I got a Game Informer, I would look at those faces at the beginning of the magazine and be like, "Ah, this guy." Nah, it's this guy. No, yeah, you're, you you'd be like, "Ah, it's this guy," and it was me. It's like, "Ah, it's this guy." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the PC version though, um, I think I mentioned this back during the holidays, but uh, the the. Uh, the Windows Store had a sale where they were selling a bunch of PC games for around thirty cents. Yeah, thirty cents. So thirty I, whole cents. Yeah. So I picked up Hydro Thunder Hurricane for thirty cents, and I was like, okay, might as well try this thing out, even though I think it's going to be terrible because that's what IGN said. I didn't check the review until after I played it. it was like, this is good. What the fuck? IGN's full of it. This game's fun. So that's spoilers to what I was I was going to say. This game's fun. This game's really good. It feels like Hydro Thunder. I like it. Does it blast air in your face? I wish. Wait, am I thinking of a different game? I think you might be. Arctic Thunder? Is that a thing? That is a thing. I believe that that's may the have sequel been to, Ar- to Hydro Thunder. That's the Snowmobile one. Maybe not a sequel. That's the spinoff of Hydro Thunder. I think that was the one with the arcade game that blasted. Yes, it was. Yeah. Hydro it has Thunder. a 2 out of 5 on Metacritic. What? Hydro Thunder <laughs> is the one where it had a steering wheel and like a giant, a cool like you know, like a boost sort of thing with like a button and a and a lever. I like that. Is it possible that IGN just has it out for Thunder games? Maybe. 
because Arctic Thunder got a 3 out of 10 from IGN. What? I know, it's crazy, right? So I read I read that Hydro Thunder review and it seemed like the guy was a super big Hydro Thunder th- fan and he kept saying, "It's just it's just not as good as the arcade game. It's, it's just not as good." I'm like, "Okay, how is I it mean, not as good?" Yeah. But he didn't explain how it wasn't as good. Um and the review was like three paragraphs. <laughs> mm. Well. But oh, it's uh Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it. Oh, it's got a three on the PS2. <laughs> oh, uh, I didn't. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. I'm already. I've already closed the tab. I'm already over it. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I've been playing the PC version. So I went back and looked at some of the Xbox 360 reviews because apparently when it came to PC, no one bothered to review it because it had already been reviewed on 360. So the 360 version had some frame rate issues as in it would run at 30 but sometimes dip to like 20 mm-hmm. and it obviously and the PC since, does not have that issue yeah and obviously since it was a 360 game it ran at 720p so since I'm on the PC version I got awesome 1080p and it runs at 60 always so it just feels amazing I'm sure that the 360 version doesn't feel as good but this PC version so good it just feels great and it has controller support. Like, yeah. I like it. It's everything you could have ever asked for. It really is. I mean, the only thing that would make it better would be if I had one of those giant uh, arcade seats th- to sit in. <laughs> you know? And, play and have, it like a, have it rumble. Oh, have, yes. That's what that I want. That would be cool. How do I jerry-rig this? Uh, How do I do that? It would be hundreds of dollars, but I would do it. <laughs> would you actually? Uh... I'd I'd think about it. If if you could do that and then give it Oculus support, <laughs> I'd be down. I don't know. I I'd feel be... like you would get sick with Hydro Thunder. And then hook up uh, some some blow dryers. Well, actually, to, I, emu- to emulate the I would want like a, a mist fan. A mist fan? Because the Hydro Thunder is all about water. Oh, 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 a mist, a, a fan of mist. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought you were saying that you were a fan of the game mist. Oh, no. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've never played mist How before. did we get here? Yeah. Let's just put wow. a, I just need a mist fan, you know, just to have around as a dude. Yeah, just need to talk to him about how great mist was, <laughs> and then he can get back into his suitcase. <laughs> He's just, like, okay, he, I'm done with you. <laughs> he just folds up. I put him in his suitcase. And then I send them back through UPS. It's like Gamefly, but with for Mist fans. <laughs> my my monthly subscription of Mist fan. And if you don't want to return the game, you can just keep it. Just keep <laughs> the Mist fan. I'm not going to return you. I'm going to keep you. And then I'll, You're my I'll, child now. I'll forget to return it for like three months and they'll keep charging me. Yeah. And then he's just like a skeleton in the corner. <laughs> it's like, oh, we had to feed him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, uh, but yeah, I played a little bit of that. Speaking of children. Children? Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, right? This morning. I know I'm right. This morning at around 2 a.m., I played The Testament of Sherlock Holmes for two hours. That's an interesting time to be playing the Testament of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but why go on? Yeah, why not? Why not? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I I mentioned this on the podcast before, but there was that 
Sherlock Holmes game that they gave away free on PS Plus probably about a year ago, and I yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, so the Testament of Sherlock Holmes is the game that came out before that game, and it was on sale a few months ago. So I had bought it, and now I'm just not playing it. And yeah, it's it's another one of those games. Just it's it's puzzle solving. It's going through and and figuring out these mysteries. You're Sherlock Holmes, and it runs like shit. But so did the other one. Great, awesome. Well, the thing is, it doesn't need to run well. It's a freaking puzzle game. Like it's it's a it's a it's a game where you go around and try to solve mysteries. Like it doesn't need a high frame rate. So usually, I'm really not happy about bad running games with this one it's like literally i walk down a corridor and talk to a dude and then i solve a puzzle like i think i, I think the frame rate's not that big of an issue <laughs> yes yeah, as long as it's not inconsistent i guess oh it's inconsistent great but it's was it made in unity no from what oh. so from what i've been i think it's unreal i'm pretty sure it's unreal it has the unreal you know, kind of thing going on. The bul- bulky, uh, <laughs> bulky uh, Gears of War no, characters. Like texture stream. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> with a fucking buzzsaw gun. No, like texture streaming issues, stuff like that. Weird loading. Um, pop in. Pop in. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll try to open a door and instead of, this, this one I like, instead of doing the pull put hand out and open door animation it does the running animation so i run up against the door and then the door opens and i keep running (laughs) (laughs) like oh my god some jank but at least the door opens oh yeah at least you can progress (laughs) but yeah i mentioned in this outline that there's some horrible child acting so the other one i had played the one that's the sequel um, it was just straight up like, okay, you're just Sherlock Holmes. There's no like conceit of it being a book or anything. You're just Sherlock Holmes and you're solving these five mysteries. This one, they tried to make a kind of overarching storyline of these kids got into the attic and they found a Sherlock Holmes book and now they're reading it out loud to see what happens. And every after every mystery, it goes back to the kids and they're just like, oh, my God, that happened. And the kids are like, let's keep reading. I want to see what happens. Except way worse than what I'm saying. Like, I think they actually got kids to do the voices, and it's really bad. Oh, God. Like, it's really bad. <laughs> but uh, Just get Catabella on it. Oh She'll, uh, she can voice them better. I've never actually heard her voice acting. I have. I went to her page. Is she good? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. Okay, cool. I mean, it's it's hard. It's harder when you know the face of the person recording it. Oh yeah, because then you're like, "Holy shit, that's your that's weird." <laughs> but then it's like, but you know, without yeah, she 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 could probably do a kid's voice, probably. But yes, uh, all the while they're reading these Sherlock Holmes stories, the zombie outbreak is occurring, <laughs> and they're locked into the attic, and then then Lee shows up. That'd be a good twist. Yeah, they they were actually that kid in the attic the entire time of The Walking <laughs> Dead. Uh, yeah. Are you picking up on these references I'm laying down? Yeah, I know. I know what you're doing. Okay. All right. I I remember that part. Yeah. Ugh. It, it it's all it all comes back together. All the story <laughs> beats, all the the poor performance. You were really in a Walking Dead game the entire time. Uh. Yeah. Except their their engine has different issues than this engine. 
Well, great. So we'll just com- buy their powers combined. <laughs> the the worst engine. Well, yep. The little engine that could. Yeah. So I'm going to keep playing this. I like it. I don't know what it is. These like new puzzly story-based games that really you don't do much, but you click on things. Those have been really getting me lately. You're becoming one of them. I, I just want to hear my stories, Joe. My stories. I just want to come back, come back home after a long day at work, pop open a beer, play a goddamn story game. Yeah. Don't have time for your first-person shooters and your destinies except, and your except no beer. loot. Except no beer. Wine. Chardonnay. <laughs> So, so th- you're not, you're not wrong, Joe. Fuck, God damn so it, Peter. I've, so I've come home and God I've just been like, damn it. I have Star Wars here and I could totally play it, but man, I my brain's too tired to be doing a twitchy thing. So I just pop in Sherlock. I'm like, oh yeah, I could be really slow here and it doesn't matter. Yeah, no urgency, yeah. not a care in the world. Even when it is urgent, it's actually just played up because honestly, you could take forever and nothing bad would happen. You, you know those games where it's just like, hurry, you gotta run and get the dude, and you can just sit there for two hours and then eventually get the dude, they're like, oh, you got me. Yeah, intentionally. Yeah. So I just push it now. Every time they do that as a, like, a silent form of protest, <laughs> I immediately walk in the opposite direction, get up, and go like get something. Uh... Let's move on to news. 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 Well, speaking of optimizations, Dolphin now supports DX12. Oh. So wait. um, Do all graphics cards of recent years on Windows 10 just automatically have DX12 now? I don't probably. So basically what I'm asking is, do our cards have DX12? I I just... Hmm. Well, this test was done on a seven six. Well, no, wait, was that? Well, I have a seven sixty. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm like, hang on, I have to actually read the article. If it's on a seven sixty, then it must be on a seven seventy as well. So like, I don't know if this is like comparison, but it's saying that it it looks like it was able to run Mario Galaxy two faster on a GTX seven sixty. Okay. Um, then we're at high resolution. This is awesome. I think we're set. This is great. That's so that yeah. I mean, and it's a market improvement. Not that it ran bad before, because <laughs> I've run tons of games on it without any issues. But that's all. That's a incredible like increase. Yeah, yeah. The the bottleneck with Dolphin for me was all was more so the CPU than the graphics card. But now exactly. they've made the graphics card better too. So there you go. Um, that's it. They Dolphin continues to get support. Dolphin is the best emulator. Like it is like, easy. Like hands down. Why aren't there better emulators? Like wh- what's I the, don't know. I someone get that Xbox emulator working. That's that's what I really want. Yeah, I I need to play Blinks the Cat. Yo, that, and I want to play uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X, the best version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Yes, easy. I don't know. The, the I, It is amazing because the Dolphins' like, interface and all that shit is so much better than anything else out there. Oh, yeah. Especially like, comp- just even doing a direct comparison with the PS2 emulator. You're just like, ugh, this is bad. Yeah, like e EPSX or whatever, like that emulator came out with version two recently, and it's still like jank. I didn't so, really notice that big of a difference between the version one and two. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't fucking I don't know what they're doing. But Dolphins doing they continue to update. I wonder how long until it'd be cool if we could just get full top to bottom Nintendo integration into one big fat emulator. Like that'd be cool. How difficult would like I mean you don't even have to like I mean it it would be doable. It would all you'd have to do was uh work together between the various different emulators and just package them up into one thing. Yeah, just package all the emulators up into one thing. I I'd be down with that. I would I would that'd be great. I don't know. I think it might, it may just be like a credit honor issue of like, well, someone else made the NES and they don't really aren't part of the Dolphin project, so we're not I mean, unless they go to them and ask, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's the thing. Uh, Doom's campaign is roughly 13 hours long. I don't know why I put that in here. I don't know. It's Doom is going to have a average length campaign. Yeah, why did I put this here? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's because Doom Three was like so fucking long. It was that game sucked. It was pretty long. Eh, it depends on who you ask. Some people. Yeah, liked it. it didn't. Okay, it didn't suck. It was a product of its time, though. And going back to it is very closets. difficult. It's very tough to go back to. And going back... It's back in the age of, like, campaigns have to be, like, 20 hours long at least. Oh, yeah. And so it just dragged. It was the first game that I can remember that I looked at and was just like, oh, shit, the next generation is coming. Oh, yeah, no. At the time, it looked amazing, but I'm just saying, like, the gameplay style does not hold up. Like, it's kind of the same issue I had with Half-Life. Yeah, yeah. Two, where it's like, well, this game was fun for the time, but now playing this same gameplay for 20 hours is like, uh. So it seems like they're modernizing it. That's good. Um, Yeah, that's good. Modernization. Uh, The director of Toy Company mentions that Crash Bandicoot is coming back, but it's not true. Yep. Crash Bandicoot is still dead. So here's the thing. A bunch He's never of coming back. A f- bunch of Crash fans freak the fuck out like, this guy that makes toys mentioned that there's going to be Crash Bandicoot game. He's like, yeah, I'd love to make new toys for this new Crash game that's coming out. And everyone's like, wait, there's a new Crash game coming out? And then, the, then like an hour later, he's like, actually, uh, I was misled. Apparently, he thought there was a new Crash game coming out because of all the rumors about a new Crash game. But so it's like it's like a it's like a you know. Oh God! <laughs> what have you done? It was like you know what what's that weird positive feedback? It's like a feedback loop of like there was a rumor, so therefore this one guy thought that there was a new game, thus creating a new rumor. Great, awesome. <laughs> and then this, the rumors go out like waves and slowly deteriorate. And pretty soon, Taz the Tiger is coming back. Uh, Taz. I'm sorry. Wait, what was the fucking dingo? Dingo. Do you dial? remember this? Dingo dial. Dingo is that what dial. It was dingo dial. Yep. Like a crocodile. Like a crocodile. He's half dingo, half crocodile. Wait, he was half crocodile. Yeah. Did you notice his crocodile tail? No, I didn't. Here, I'll send you a picture. Oh, God. Well, yeah, but okay, that's what I meant. Yeah, pretty soon now Dingo Dial is going to be coming back. I mean, I like Dingo Dial. Oh, wait, no, this is not who I was thinking of. Who are you, who are you thinking? Who's the, who's the guy with a boomer? So he's not a Crash character, a but he's like... He, he has oh, a bo- Taz, he's not a crash the Tasmanian character. Tiger? 
or yes, t- Taz the Tasmanian Tasman. Ty, Ty, there we go. So the, here's the thing. There we go. So here's the thing. I was confused because this is getting into really weird Crash Bandicoot history, but originally Tiny Tiger from Crash Bandicoot 2 was supposed to be called Taz Tiger, but then they changed the name to Tiny Tiger, but in one menu in the game, they forgot to switch it, so there's one menu in the game where he's called Taz Tiger, when really his name's Tiny. His name is Tiny because it's ironic. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just happy that when I search Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger, it's it's tame. I'm not going to scroll much past this page. Thank you, uh, Internet, for not destroying <laughs> this. Like you do so many other things. It wasn't popular enough, apparently. Thank God. Fucking, we don't need another anthropomorphic fucking animal uh, bullshit furry. <laughs> but, Joe, what about this? Free Sega games on Steam, finally. Oh, no, wait. That's not... Sorry, you sent me a link instead. I thought you... Oh, God. <laughs> Those pectorals, man. I don't know. He's... Is oh. that a boomerang in his pocket, or is he just happy to see me? Uh... Uh... I'm done with this. Sega Games on Steam. Stop sending me links. <laughs> it's on. It's the DeviantArt link. You can totally Stop. trust it. Stop. Don't send me DeviantArt. I'm blocking you. No. <laughs> blocking you on Skype and just going to finish this off. <laughs> Okay, what were you talking about? Uh, Sega games on Steam that are free. Yes, have you gotten in on this? Not yet. Uh, let's see. Let's. What's on the list so here? Here's the what thing. Am I? Um, I already had a lot of these games on other platforms, but I went ahead and picked them up. So the weird thing is that they're putting them in separate bundles. Right now, there's there's two bundles available, and I think there's going to be a third bundle. So the first bundle is uh, it's Jet Set Radio. Let me see. It's Jet Set Radio. Okay, Jet Set Radio, Golden Axe, Hell Yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit. Oh, that's one game. Hell Yeah, Wrath of the Death Rabbit, and then other Sega classics that include some arcade games. And then the second free bundle is Streets of Rage 2, Binary Domain, Condemned. Um, and then the third bundle is Gunstar Heroes, Renegade Ops, and Val- uh, Viking Battle of Asgard. Hang on, I'm entering my Steam code. Yeah. So I can download this stuff. So wait, where is this? Where do I get this? So here's the thing. To get the bundle with Jet Set Radio, all you have to do is go in and download Jet Set Radio. It should be free. To get the second bundle, you have to sign up for their newsletter. Fuck you, Sega. I don't know how you get the third bundle yet because I haven't gotten that one yet. It says Jet Set Radio is $5. What am I missing here? You might have missed it. Fuck! It was it was free like earlier in the week. Uh, damn you! All right. Well, yeah, I'm clicking the link on this article, and it's like taking me nowhere. I'm so sad. I'm so upset. Whatever. Whatever. Already over it. Already over. It. I didn't need it. I didn't. I didn't need it. I didn't need it. Do you own Jet Set Radio? No. I do. I've played, I've, I've played a little bit of it. I have it on PS4. I'm oh, not PS4, PS3. It's really good. Oh, yeah. No, it's a, it's it's quirky. It's a quirky game. You know what annoyed me? That you can't stop? IGN totally panned it 
the the remake on of Jet Set Radio. And well, I was they like, they took out music, didn't they? Yeah, but I, that's just licensing issues. Well, I mean, yeah. I think all of the original music is there, and that's what people really loved it for. Um, uh, what that's not what they panned it for. They panned it because like. They said it just seems like an antiquated design now. It's like, well, no fuck. It's just it's a it's a re-release of an old game. That'd be like I mean, that'd be like it, if they put out, you know, I don't know. That'd be like if someone gave uh the the retro what is it? Was it retro re- re- remix? What was the thing? Yeah, the I know. Rare, what you're rare about. remix. Rare remix. Rare replay. If someone gave Rare Replay like a two and was like, it's just old games. It's like, well, no shit. They didn't advertise it as a new game. It's a bunch of yeah. old games. It comes down to, are you doing a critical review or a product review? Because if it's a product review, you get exactly what you paid for. Exactly. But if you do it as a critical review, you could beg, you could ask the question of like, did we need this? And I don't know. It, it, it'd be like re-releasing an old-ass game that hasn't aged well. It's like, well, yeah. you can do that, and I'm not going to criticize it for design decisions that are old, but, like, who who asked for this, yeah. I guess. I mean, it does, oh, well. it does. it's definitely a design from the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. But I guess since I was alive then, I can totally appreciate a design from the late 90s and early 2000s. I don't know. It, it seemed fine to me. Yeah, it, 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 technically it was fine. It was, I don't I enjoyed the music. And I the like, music's good. I like when they yell Jet Set Radio. It's back during like, the Attitude Era was interesting, not oh. only like on the American side, but also like the Japanese side got really weird. And I feel like you don't get that anymore. It's kind of totally. sad. Yeah. Like that was a really, I don't know, there's something about that era that I, yeah, jets, I, I pine for. Jet Set Radio, Parappa the Rappa. You got like the the Space Channel, Space Channel Five, all, Space Channel Five. Oh, that you got all game these, is amazing. You got all these weird ass like Japanese ass games. Katamari, that, Katamari, Katamari is a good one. Like the last one I can think of in recent years that was like worth a damn. I mean, there was Tokyo Jun- Jungle, and then there was like what like pants. Detective in, in, in what was the one where you had to take the pants off of people? Oh, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know what you you're know talking, what I'm talking about. about. Oh my god, I should know this. Something Detective Kenobi or something? Inaba? Inaba? I don't know. I just, I just, I, I miss those games. There was like, but now, like, kind of add that with like an attitude mix on it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, now fuck, it's just dude. sad. Now it's just sad. It's just like, it's oh, we know that we're weird freaks that want to that want to take your pants off. It's a, well, I, I mean, I'm fine. I'm still fine with the concept. It's yeah. Just, I just instead of getting all these shitty like mobile ports that use Arial font for everything. <laughs> I think um, the big thing was that back then it was really unique to see a Japanese game like that. But now, like, even American games... Like, there's an entire genre of, we made a weird game! So now it's just not unique anymore. Yeah, I don't know. There was... There's just... There's something... It seemed it seemed more, like, heartfelt back then. Well, now it just seems like a gimmick. Yeah. I, th- I think there probably is also a nostalgic twist on all of it that makes you look back on those games and be like, oh, yeah, that those were the days. Those were the days when... 
you saw clips of this game and had no fucking idea what was going on. Exactly. But now, like, now I feel like access to that information is more widespread and the mystery dies a lot faster. Yeah, that and just uh, game development in Japan just is not what it used to be. Again, bunch of pixel art with aerial font. <laughs> High-res font, low-res textures. Fucking mobile games. Well, I think we've lost Steam. I think that's a show. No, I'm still on Steam. I... Da, 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 da. I'm done. Can't do this. Joe's just not a fan of the Steam client. You've been listening to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. You can find me and Peter on the various services. You left for a long time. I did. And you did nothing. No, I said Joe doesn't like the Steam client. Yeah, no, I I had to enter a code again to get on Steam. Because it keeps forgetting my computer. I hate that. Steam. It's fucking fucking annoying. I understand why they do it, but you never realize how many computers you log in on Steam with until you have to enter that fucking code every time. Yep. <laughs> so, you can find us on the the uh, multitude of video game services using our handle in the description, which, I don't know, you can do that. We're on PlayStation Network. I have a code for 80% off Alpha Protocol in my Steam thingy. Peter Samin's on uh, Xbox Live and uh, <laughs> the Nintendo Miiverse or... And and, and my Nintendo. They, my they, Nintendo coming soon. They uh, opened up that you can reserve your name now, and I reserved my name, so... Sucks Dick 69. So basically, I pre-ordered... I did a pre-order of my name on the new Nintendo platform. What a dumb thing that they're doing. What a dumb thing. You can find us both also on Steam. Follow us on Twitter. Visit our website, zucchinithumbs.com. There you'll find links to our YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe. You can also find links to our RSS feed and to our iTunes, which is bullshit because iTunes is giving me the bidness. Business. Bid The bidness. They're not letting me update my feed. Because our feed went down. So if you're hearing this, our feed is better again. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean for it to go down like this. Send us an email, zucchinithumbs at gmail.com. Peter will answer most of your questions. Yeah. I, I on the other hand, will be administrating iTunes bullshit. Let me, let's see. I don't think we got any emails, but I'll check. I don't think we did. I, I have my phone set to update me yeah, there's no. on emails. So here's the thing, Joe. Um, yes. Something that I learned at the podcast meetup is that we should put our email in the description of the podcast and then we might get more emails. That's That, that seems fair. That makes sense. So we should do that. 
from now on. We'll do. I'll I'll do that. Thank you. I'll, uh, Thank you, Joe. The RSS. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome because zucchinithumbs at gmail.com. Unlike so many other fucking weird ass words people just say over podcasts, <laughs> that one should be the easiest for you to remember, you sons of bitches. The thing I found is that most people don't know how to spell it. I mean, Google? Zucchini thumbs? I don't know. Some guy like was like, oh yeah, just follow me. My name is like Chate. Chaotix, and I'm like, oh, how do I spell this? And then turns out was not it was not spelled any way that I thought it should have been. <laughs> Actually, no, I remember it was Dave Langs's fucking Snapchat. I went to follow him on Snapchat, and he's like, oh, it's just this thing. And I'm like, well, that word you use typically is spelled with a K, but you decided to spell it with a C, like an idiot. Have a wonderful week, everybody. <laughs>